This is On The Left Side, your alternative football show. Watcha, I'm Jim and it is time. Time to ride roughshod over the latest football news. Are you with me? So, have you calmed down from all the excitement of England qualifying for the 2018 World Cup finals yet? Man, that was a crazy few days, wasn't it? So, sorry, I don't mean days, I mean seconds. After England's qualification for the World Cup finals in Russia was met with the same enthusiasm usually reserved for the England band as they strike up another rendition of The Great Escape, it can be hard to remember that in some places around the world, football is still quite important. Compare, if you will, Glenn Hoddle's ramblings as Harry Kane poked home last week, securing the Three Lions World Cup place to the commentator on Egyptian TV of Mo Salah's penalty against the Congo. It's hard not to get goosebumps listening to that, isn't it? He either genuinely cares about his team and his country, or maybe he's just trying to get someone's attention in the crowd. That emotion was mirrored by the fans back home, where celebrations sounded a bit like this. This is downtown Cairo, where everything ground to a shuddering halt as Egyptian fans took to the streets in celebration, celebrating qualification to the World Cup finals. This will be, sorry, this will be the first World Cup they've got to since 1990. Is it any wonder they're excited? Now they too can look forward to the hopeless optimism and inevitable disappointment that comes hand in hand with any World Cup campaign. Disappointment that the Scottish FA cleverly developed a very special plan to avoid by not qualifying at all. Cunning, eh? To be fair, it was a brave fight for the Scottish and at the end of the day, they took potential qualification right down to the line, to the very final game of the group which is something to be pretty proud of, right? Surely, there was no way that Gordon Strachan, the manager, would piss on those chips with a shite excuse for not qualifying, was there? Genetically, we're behind. In the last campaign, we were the second smallest, apart from Spain. Ah, that's a shame, because I don't think we've got a sound effect for pissing on chips, have we? What? Oh, all right then. Yep, the Scottish are rubbish at football, not because of training facilities or talent or finances, but because of those pesky, crappy old genetics. What I love most about that statement from Strachan is that he actually name-checks Spain as a way to back up his reasoning. Spain, one of the most successful international teams in the last decade. Let's just look at some stats here to realise how ridiculous that statement is. According to UN statistics, the Scottish people have an average height of 5 foot 8 inches, which on one hand is hardly going to build a team of Peter Crouches, but on the other hand, is still taller than the average height in Brazil, 
Portugal, Spain, or even Argentina, who check in at a fun-sized 5 foot 3 inches and still manage to qualify. Plus, I don't remember that deficit in the length department being a problem for Gianfranco Zola, Alexis Sanchez, or even Maradona himself when it came to the football pitch. Incidentally, if you're wondering who the tallest footballing nation in Europe is, it's Norway, and they're out of the World Cup too. In other words, Strachan, you're talking shite. One thing that the home nations can be thankful for is that both Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland can still potentially make it to Russia next year. Mainly because the Irish fans, wherever they go, are an absolute credit to football. And secondly, because we get to enjoy the unhinged brilliance of Roy Keane during the tournament. Do you remember a few weeks ago when Real Madrid midfielder Marco Asensio put himself out of a Real Madrid Champions League clash with a leg-shaving injury? Well, Kino, as normal, was pretty blunt with his views on that. Listen, that's the modern player. Obviously, it is true that surely they could have used a different excuse. And during the international break, the Republic of Ireland assistant manager got to give his view on a completely different type of injury. One potentially a bit more serious. He was talking about the links between Alzheimer's, dementia and heading a football after former ROI striker Kevin Doyle retired from the sport, having suffered repeated headaches. Was he going to be sympathetic? Was he fuck? If you're worried about the physical side of any sport, then play chess. There's Hardline and then there's Roy Keane, a man who makes Kim Jong-un look like one of the Teletubbies. Tinky-winky. Tinky-winky. Dipsy. La la, la, la. Kino. <laughs> there can, for the record, be no doubt that there is major concern in the sport right now, and many studies are currently looking at the connections between heading a football, minor head injuries, major trauma, and brain damage later in life. Those studies are still ongoing, so in the meantime, it's probably safer just to look out for things like mood changes, aggressive behaviour, and irrational decision making. They could be clear indicators that you have a serious head injury. Either that, or you're just Roy Keane. Thank you for listening to On The Left Side. We are done for the day. Please come back soon and listen to the next show. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcasting app you listen through. We'd love to hear your views, as long as they're good, of course. Plus, it'll take you two minutes. And what it does do is it helps us get in front of of other football fans just like you who hopefully will enjoy the show and makes what we do worthwhile so thank you for that I will see you for the next show on Monday morning bye On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio